Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whether your business needs cars, vans, or larger commercial vehicles, you can rent from the best lineup in the UK with Enterprise. And with flexible long-term rental, you can get vehicles for as long as you need them, from minutes to months. Whatever the mission, Enterprise's mobility experts can build a bespoke solution to suit your business needs. Visit enterprise.co.uk forward slash business to find out more. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, hello, hello. Happy Sunday, my friends. Welcome, of course, to yet another Andy Goldstein TalkSport Daily podcast. With me, your host, Andy Goldstein. And, of course, there's only one place we can start, and that's with the huge news that apparently Cristiano Ronaldo has supposedly, reportedly, apparently, so I'm told, asked to be allowed to leave Manchester United should the club receive a, and I quote, satisfactory offer for him. Shortly, we'll hear from the former Wales striker, Dean Saunders. But first is the former Man United midfielder, Darren Gibson, who spoke as the news broke on the Saturday session on TalkSport. We've got some big breaking news here. This is big, big breaking news literally coming to us just now. According to the Times, Cristiano Ronaldo has asked to be allowed to leave Manchester United should the club receive a satisfactory offer in the transfer window. Wow. It's surprising. I think some people might say it might be a good thing, but I think it would be a bad thing if he left, personally. He's still miles better than everybody else. You know, he's not as good as he was, but he's not as quick as he was, but he's still... Miles better than everybody else. Cristiano Ronaldo is a PR machine. He's a massive asset in terms of shirt sales, in terms of representing the club around the world. That's why they re-signed him. It wasn't a football decision. With Ronaldo and your team, you still had that hope that, that he could pull some magic out. You know, he could rescue you like he did mm-hmm. last season. We wouldn't have qualified from the Champions League group if we didn't have Ronaldo. You know, all those goals he scored for us. So now if he's going to go, you think, well, where's the magic? Without Ronaldo's goals last year, they were in a relegation battle. It's a fact. That must mean that this is further down the road than this. He hasn't thought this today and decided to announce it today. He must know where he's going. He ain't down in tools. He ain't down in tools. He's still playing to the best of his ability because he's got something that's bigger than Man United. I don't think they can do that to him, though. I don't think they can effectively hold him prisoner. He will play, and he will play properly week in, week out. I'm sure he will. Because that's just in him. Today is the day that I redefine who they are. They are... I have to now understand that they're a club that... They're effectively a selling club, aren't they? This is the club who launched him onto the global stage. Without Manchester United, who knows where Ronaldo's career would have gone. They took a big chance on him as a teenager at Sporting Lisbon. Does he not owe them a bit of loyalty now? To, to help the rebuild owes, and help the young players through? I don't think he owes anybody anything. They are the second club in Manchester. They aren't a Champions League club. And they are a club where the true top talent of that football team wants to leave. Removing Ronaldo from this current squad, where do they finish? Oh, it could, it's bottom, it could be bottom half of the table. <laughs> I don't even think it's that extreme a statement. No, it sounds it ridiculous, be. but it's not that extreme a statement. You just got to think. You got to think. His goals 
kept them out of the bottom half of the, of the of the league this year. This is the thing. I think he's one of the very few people that could leave a football team with his head hold, held high and not feel the wrath of the fans. I think a lot of Manchester United fans will be very disappointed by this news. But surely they look at it and go, do you know, do you know what? Okay. I think there's an opening at Chelsea for him. I can't see Spurs signing him. I can't see Liverpool signing him. I can't see Man City signing him. So maybe it's like back to Italy or Bayern Munich. I mean, where else can he go? He shouldn't have come to us from his point of view. He should have gone to an, an, another club last season. He was never going to win the league with us or a Champions League. I don't blame him for wanting to move on. They knew there was no Champions League football the last game of last season. Like, even before that, you know. Why because now? My, look, I don't have any insider knowledge here. I don't know. Mm. But I guess it's done. What is? I don't think he wants to come out and say that he wants to leave and then the, then the move doesn't happen and then he... Oh, you think the move is done already? I think he knows where he's going, yeah. I think it must be in the bag. I just oh, yeah. can't believe that Manchester United have have got into a situation where people are, people are desperate to leave. If you sign Ronaldo and get him to play with players like Fred, I mean, I'm not surprised he's got the hump. Cristiano Ronaldo doesn't create problems. He's a wonderful footballer, mm-hmm. one of the most gifted that you will ever see, who scores goals for fun, who bangs hat-tricks when it most matters... He doesn't cause you problems. There's a hundred problems at Manchester United, but Cristiano Ronaldo is not one of them. I think Manchester United fans can feel a little bit aggrieved by this. The fact that Ronaldo's camp seemed to be actively pushing for a move. They allowed him to come back to Old Trafford at the first sign of trouble, and it wasn't a great season. He wants out. I don't think that's a fantastic look for Cristiano Ronaldo. Oh, this is. So, I think this is so bad for Manchester United. I really do. <laughs> On to some sad news now, and the former Scotland and Rangers goalkeeper Andy Gorham has sadly passed away at the age of just 58 following a battle with cancer. The goalie won five league titles in Glasgow and was part of the Manchester United team that won the Premier League in 2001. Here's Scottish football correspondent David Tanner and Rangers legend Ali McCoist paying tribute to him on TalkSport. Andy Gorham has passed away at the age of 58. Um, is no age at all, is it? Yeah. Um, uh, the, the statement from Rangers says, Rangers Football Club today deeply saddened to announce the death of our legendary goalkeeper Andy Gorham following a short battle with cancer. He made 260 appearances for the Jersey between 91 and 1998. A man who was known at Rangers as the goalie and has been known as the goalie ever since because quite simply... His ability to pull off big saves in big games, in big moments. This is Tosh McKinley, that's a great cross. I can remember sitting in the bottom of my garden at half past seven in the morning with that mad goalkeeper Andy Gorham and uh, celebrating a league victory. One, one Sunday morning, we just went right through the night drinking champagne and telling each other how good we were. Patting each, <laughs> you know, just patting each other on the back for about six hours. Yo, you're brilliant. What a keeper you are. What a centre forward you are. You know, like, you know, absolutely brilliant memories. I was lucky I played with some great goalkeepers and they all had one thing in common. Like, if you scored past them in training they get the raging hump and it would stay with them for a week. <laughs> and and, and he, I remember him coming up to me. I scored a goal. I, I slotted it down the left-hand side of him and he, and he came up to me three days later. We were in the canteen and he said, I ain't forgot that, you know. He's a big game keeper. Made big saves at big times. Yeah, he's um, in everybody associated with uh, in goalkeeping knows anything about football. They'll know how good Andy was. It's Pierre Van Hoydon to keep his nerve for Celtic and keep them top of the table. He's known to enjoy a beer or two before games at times. It seems like the conduct of another another era, but would always pull off the saves. Five Scottish 
Premier Division titles, three mm-hmm. Scottish Cups, two Scottish League Cups. Premier League in 2001, uh, the Scottish Football Writers uh, Footballer of the Year and Players Player of the Year in 92-93. In Terrific footballer, but a great winner's mentality. They, they were a band of brothers and they, they fought, uh, they went to the trenches every week and they won most weeks um, because of that winning mentality. And Gorham led from the back in that sense. In my eyes, greatly underappreciated. I think when you, you think of all the, the, the great British goalkeepers over the years, certainly stand with, with all of them. We all remember him as a happy-go-lucky, not perfect, but no. we all like loved him, really. He was in the dressing room, he was like you know the top man. This was a guy who pulled off big saves in big games, particularly wearing a Rangers jersey. Last threat from Leeds United, it's Cantona! And again, terrific goalkeeping by Andy Gorham. An all-time great, as I say, I think he's Scotland's best goalkeeper of all time. And he wasn't bad with a cricket bat in his hand either. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This episode of the TalkSport Daily is brought to you by Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Planning to hire or share a car or van? Enterprise is there every step of the way. Whenever and wherever you need a vehicle and whatever it's for, Enterprise can help. With over 450 locations across the UK, they're just around the corner. Whether you need a weekend rental, a holiday hire, a replacement car or you're planning a business trip, home or away, Enterprise are there to help. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk. On now to boxing, and Joe Joyce beat Christian Hammer in a heavyweight bout at Wembley Arena. Here's how the fight sounded on Fight Night on TalkSport. Left to the body again was absolutely horrendous. And Victor Lachlan just waves it off as soon as that left landed. You could just see the look on his face there, Hammer. He's down for the third time in the round. And he's been absolutely brutalized in that fourth round. Your winner by way of technical knockout, still undefeated, and still WBO International and WBC Silver heavyweight champion, Joe the Juggernaut Joe! There you go, Joe stopped uh, uh, Hammer uh, in that fourth round. Sweats all over me, big man. Yeah. That was a great heavyweight fight. <laughs> Yeah, no, it was really good to be back in the ring. I really enjoyed it. He trusts his chin that much and his power that much and his physicality and stamina that much that he is a route one kind of fighter. He says to his opponent, here is what I do, now you try and stop me. He was letting the shots go lovely, switching attacks underneath. Christian Hammer had no choice but to submit there. That was a great finish from the juggernaut. I sat here and watched six rounds of him against Takam last year and shots were just pinging off his head. 
clean shots, shots that knock out horses. Absolutely, he just ate them up. Juggernaut is the perfect nickname for this guy. He's relentless, he comes forward, he's got a big chin, thank you, a good chin, and thank, thank God he'd take these shots, but that's what makes it so exciting. Joe Joyce knows what he is, and we see it every time in the ring. He's got utter confidence in his own chin. Christian Hammer surrendered there. The only chance you've got of beating him at the moment is pick up your stall and he'll load the head with it because I can't see anything else. Joe Joyce is no spring chicken. He's 36. He's earned that right to be there. He's earned the right to get the title shot. I hope he gets it in the next 12 months. You just don't know what's happening with his heavyweight division at the moment. He gave it his all and hit me some good shots. I managed to weather them and it um, switched me on and I kind of got his like timing and see where I could like punch him. Joe Joyce will fight on the 24th of September. He will. Yeah. Yeah, so next fight schedule, 24th of September. So have we got any idea yet who that may be? It's going to be a top quality opponent. I think we need to step up another notch. Yeah. I think we need to start looking at that top ten. Yeah. Pick one of those bad boys out, and that's where we need to be. How good is he? He's won 14 fights earning by knockout. That's how good he is. And, it, and you know what? He's, he, and he's done it with quality opponents at this stage of his game. I'm ready for the world stage now and it's just only a matter of time till I become heavyweight champion of the world. Wow, man. He gets your heart beating, don't he? Time to turn our attention now to F1 and former world champion Nelson Piquet has apologised after making a racist remark about Lewis Hamilton which led to his suspension from the paddock. Here's TalkSport's F1 reporter Fern Balsh, Hamilton's former teammate Valtteri Bottas and the son's Ben Hunt who have been discussing the matter. Not a good subject to come into the British Grand Prix. I mean, you know, there was an argument to say that, you know, people are talking about F1, but it's certainly not in the context no. that, that we want. I don't necessarily think they've been a distraction for him. If anything, I think it might be used uh, in a positive way because we see this from Lewis all the time. It's not something he's gone through just once or twice. He's dealt with it his whole life. I think it shows that, again, they're still education needed in, in a way and you know the world we live in nowadays you know there's no space for any racism. Lewis is, a, is one of these guys who uses negativity as, as, a, as a way of firing him up as you say and that does often bring the best out of him. I think one of the good things though is that Lewis Hamilton has tried to use what's been said about him over the last seven days in a way as a positive an educational moment for people in Formula One are once again trying to to use the sport to, to educate people. It's really hard because in the lead up to the British Grand Prix, you want to celebrate as British fans. It's such a fantastic occasion. And for it to be kind of shrouded in negativity, whether that's from Nelson Piquet or from Bernie Eccleston, yeah, you just want to kind of ignore that negativity and focus on the fact that there's going to be so many British fans, the big, biggest crowd at Silverstone this weekend. And I'm sure they're going to be behind Lewis and the other British drivers as well. He's determined to put on a show, I think, for the fans. This is a massive, massive event, you know, 400,000 people over the four days. He will be getting a little bit of extra motivation from the, from the fans. And I, and I think there's half a chance of them, or him, or even George Russell making the, the top three. I wouldn't be surprised to see that come Sunday. When you caveat an apology with a but, it's not an apology. Mm. You've got to just say, I'm sorry, I'm so sorry. And there's never a but behind it. You need to apologise and stand up for what, you, you, you know, make up for what you said. Sometimes I find it crazy that, you know, there's still all these kind of issues in the world that we are facing, you know, whether it's about equality, racism, wars, stuff like that. Sometimes it, it doesn't make any sense. But, um, yeah, all we can do is try to do our part and try to support 
the people who need support. You can't use these kind of terms and you just can't use offensive language. There's no space for it in Formula One, motorsport or the whole world nowadays. So, yeah, um, Lewis as ever being his brilliant self, I think. It really shows you just how far that we still need to come with regards to a sport, maybe even as a society, if we're going to stamp out racism. And we end with some cricket chat. And, of course, it was an eventful second day of the fifth test between England and India, with Stuart Broad taking his 550th test wicket and conceding the most expensive over in the history of test cricket. Must have cost a fortune. TalkSport's John Norman has all the details. It was an incredible day of drama at Edgbaston. Only 37 overs available because of bad weather, but uh, enough action uh, to fill an entire test match. The top line, Jasprit Bumrah and his world record. The number 10 bat smashing Stuart Broad for 29 from a single over. 35 runs coming from it. Uh, no over in test cricket has ever uh, conceded more. And uh, Bumrah went from 0 to 29 in just uh, five legal deliveries. It was carnage at the start of the day uh, with Jimmy Anderson nipping out the last uh, three wickets. Expensive ones, though, uh, but not before Shadeja reached a century to go with the one that Pant achieved on day one. So, India, 416 all out, and then it was over to England. Alex Leese didn't uh, reach at lunch before he was bowled for six. Zach Crawley went shortly after, caught on the drive for nine, when Ollie Pope went in similar fashion for ten. India on top, and they continued despite the bad weather. When the players came back out at 6pm, Joe Root feathered a cup for 31, and the night watchman Jack Leach was out for a duck, meaning Bairstow and Stokes are going to have to recreate the heroics of Trent Bridge at Edgbaston if they're to get England back into this match. 84 for 5 at Stumps. Well, that's it for another podcasty thing. Thanks for listening on the TalkSport app or wherever you get your podcasts from. Of course, don't forget to hit the subscribe button. I'm back tomorrow afternoon on Andy Goldstein's Drive Time from 4pm alongside the Crystal Palace legend and, of course, Lego fan, yet to grow man, Darren Ambrose. There will, of course, be another one of these Andy Goldstein TalkSport daily podcasts at first in the morning, so do what you've got to do to get it. Until then, thanks for listening. Have a good day and above all, be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from TalkSport. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whatever your mission, home or away, don't delay. Enterprise has the vehicle for the job. Rent from the best lineup in the UK. With over 450 branches, Enterprise has what your business needs. From compact three-door cars to spacious SUVs and people carriers to vans, they offer a large range of reliable vehicles perfect for the job. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.